0: This week, the live from the Dutch Hall is going old school audio, so smoke them if you got them, boys. Dutch Hall everybody, I'm your host Pete Van Dyke, what a lively crowd we have this week everyone and we're happy to be going back old school, live from the Dutch Hall, the audio program that started it all is going to go back to its roots this week and we're going to get back to what we actually have fun doing which is sitting around my back shed drinking with a bunch of my family and charters, (laughs) charters, (laughs) how's it going buddy? This water
1: is delicious tonight, I don't know what you did to it but it is the best water I've had in quite a while.
0: I, I find Dave that uh, since you've been going on this big fast and uh, is that uh, you tend to be a little bit um, uh, like a uh, scatterbrained absent-minded even is it started to wear away at your like your brain like are you starting to eat away at that matter it could be I haven't noticed it myself
1: but um, you're not the first person to mention that to me do you feel do you feel dumber I know I feel just the same just the same on the inside. <laughs> Yeah,
0: you but have to get right in on I've that I've
1: noticed some uh, physiological changes uh, like My skin's drying out Drying out? Yeah But all you're it's eating like, is water-based plants? I and- know, and I drink water all day, but uh, I don't know It's like, like my you- skin is starting to fall off my body
0: Breaking really? off, yeah
2: You can peel it off and maybe have a cup of capers. <laughs> what's,
0: the, what's the weight loss down to right now, Dave? Uh, I'm not 100% sure I haven't weighed in in a while
1: But it's probably pushing 30 pounds Thirty pounds,
0: about thirty, and uh, that's a that's a, a natural for the time period, isn't I think it? Think so. It? It's been like
1: 37 30 days today or something. 30. Do you feel
0: do you feel more virile?
1: Uh, that, it comes in spurts.
3: <laughs> that's what she said, right, buddy? <laughs> yeah.
0: oh. Hey, rim shot, rim shot. Where is it? <laughs> All right. Jeez. Also, we have our bartender, as always, Paul Van Dykes here. Paul, hey, thank Paulie. you. Hey. you uh, hey, Paulie. Now you brought in you brought in your uh, assistant from last week, uh, Jamie Barham, as well, and uh, you cooked up something for us here. It's uh, something. Uh, would you like to describe it to the view- listening audience at home?
3: Well, Barney came came uh, bearing some gifts. He brought us a bottle of absinthe. So, what a gentleman! Absinthe. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I have to tell you, I've never uh, in my life uh, had absinthe. This is a this is a, a cherry popper for me. Never had it. Now, how did you prepare this?
3: Oh, well, we uh, poured it over a sugar cube and some water, and, uh,
0: and I uh, don't know. I, <laughs> we got a big, healthy shot. Looks so- like it's got a real nice luce. Luce. We were going to try this before the show in case there was any vomiting. But uh, we decided that that would make better radio if we vomited on air. Yeah. So, like, everyone, why don't we raise our glasses? Yeah. Hey, let's, uh, let's do this for the. Uh, we had an old ho- uh, a g- former guest alive from the Dutch Hall who just had a baby. He was, uh, well, it's been over a year since Crown the Lion was on. We oh. had Scott Hazen and the Murr, the, the lead guitarist, had a baby. So, let's raise our glasses, have a toast to Murr. boy Murr. Nice. All right. Hey,
2: Mur. This one's nice to you and Chloe Murr.
0: Charge! You don't have a glass of water, yeah. nothing. You just you just watch us. Here you go, man. If you're not gonna, <laughs> if you're not gonna at least do it, you should. That was
2: for you, that Sounds Holy delicious, far. guys. That was like a,
0: a five second thing of dead air while we all just like looked into that glass of horrible.
2: <laughs> it's like that second chug you gotta
3: do.
0: Oh, that was not that was not pleasant at all, Paul.
3: Ooh, Ooh. I didn't. It, it's Barney. I'm telling you, he's trying to sabotage. Black yeah, yeah like it black licorice. Do you smell it? Can you smell vehicle.
0: it in the air? I've had it before. Yeah, it, de- it definitely uh it definitely has that licorice uh, aftertaste. It's like in. a drip from Holland. It's not the same as the old absinthe. Though. The, the the real absinthe like when uh, Van Gogh did absinthe and he cut his ear off and all that absinthe. <laughs> yeah. That was like a, a hallucinogenic of some sort. And this version you can get at the liquor store now is a real watered down version of it, I well, think. I, I
4: got this in the uh, in the states actually. Cool. In the uh, the states actually. Oh, it's actually
0: yeah, it's, got a picture of uh, Van Gogh right Van on Goh the box. On the oh, box. It yeah. Right, it
4: came with its own spoon and everything. Absinthe it's was like illegal in the
1: States until just recently. They just recently legalized it. It's making a strong oh, comeback now
2: oh, really? in the U.S. What? It was, uh, it was, it was legal at one time
0: then. And they banned, banned it. Banned it. Yeah, decades ago.
2: Because uh, it was a big like, hit Oscar at colleges and whatnot, I would imagine. Well,
1: <laughs> even before that. It
2: oh. Was, yeah, it was a yeah, like, like problem.
0: Yeah. It was like the basalts of booze, right? Oh, the, yeah. okay. It was, it was uh, absinthe. But then uh, I think that in order for them to get it legal again, I think they kind of watered it down somewhat.
4: Yeah, they, they, it says uh, they changed the recipe a little bit from the uh, the original worm root to uh, its southern worm root cousin. Oh,
0: the worm root cousin. That's probably yeah. the part that makes you gag a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
4: That's probably the,
5: <laughs> that's where the, the unsmoothness comes
0: from. <laughs> so we have a full out? house. <laughs> you know, we have uh, guests, guests that we haven't uh, introduced yet, but we have a full house here of uh, guests from all over the place. And... Uh, we got a couple fellas uh, from that took a big trip to Life in the Dutch Hall. <laughs> Are you guys from Boston?
5: Fucking South Mass.
0: <laughs> south Mass, eh? South Mass.
5: Yeah, from outside the harbor.
0: Which which harbor would that be, like? Well, uh, we call Boston it Rattlesnake Harbor? Rattlesnake
2: Harbor, <laughs> that ba- ba- Boston, eh? Yeah. What's South, you know, the Southeast. That's what
1: they call us.
0: All right. Well, I'm glad to have you here at Life in the Dutch Hall. Thank you very much. We have fans from all over North America, so we're happy to have people in to come. <laughs> From the from the great uh, area of rattlesnake haba, rattlesnake haba. More colorful crowd. Than also, you I didn't know. introduce uh, the uh, other member of uh, Nocturnal Emissions. I already introduced Dave chairs but uh, we also have Mike Bowyer from uh, Nocturnal Emissions. Thank you for coming in, Mike. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. <laughs> it's always a pleasure. And the last uh, person uh, that w- is we have to introduce is my good friend and my cousin Kevin Van Dyke. Kevin Van Dyke's here uh, yeah. on the show. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, Kev. Was that a proper introduction? Sometimes you give me uh, trouble. I don't properly introduce you, but I. I Fantastic, Peter. I wanted to, to make sure that the introduction was based on your character, on the on the content of your character, and how strongly I feel about you. You know, as a great man.
5: Stop it, Pete. <laughs> well, as
0: you go, I, I appreciate all my guests, and that's the thing. We got into uh, last week's uh, show, uh, which was quit your job too. The great sequel to the fur to the the the, the most uh, uh, the best produced or whatever the uh what do you call it? the highest rated episode of live from the dutch hall ever was quit your job one and then once so we tried to hit lightning in a bottle twice and went with live from the dutch hall two turns out hmm. early uh r- uh ratings are in it's, uh, it's, a, drum roll? it's it, a it's a flop it's a flop no drum roll oh no drum roll i could do a drum roll but it's gonna end up being uh like this it would be uh where's the drum roll No good. It, it's, it it looks like it's uh, producing about at the same level uh, as like maybe a I would say um, Slapshot two, you know, like in uh, yeah. the Slapshot two, uh, and I've never really yeah. lived up to the hype of the first one. Eh? The greatest movie ever, Slapshot. Anyways, today I kind of went back. We had a guest booked, and at the last minute they uh, canceled. Last week's last week's show uh, was not deemed worthy to put on video at this point in time. So uh it got me thinking about we got to I felt like the show might have been getting a little bit away from what we like doing and what some of the listeners who gave me feedback over the last week they said that they uh kind of liked last week's show cuz it got back to the roots of the show and then got me thinking that maybe um we should get back to what we do best here, which is just sit around and talk about everything and anything. Just shoot the breeze. It's like and a I, nice warm blanket. So I got a bunch. I I, I decided to uh, take a bit of time this week and uh, fill my head with the uh, whatever the internet had to offer me. And uh, so I started reading a bunch of stuff on the internet. I have a bunch of stuff to choose from. Some interesting news articles that happened in the uh, world today. I have a bunch of them laid out on the on the counter there. I got something. I got some stuff about the Pope, Dave. I got some stuff oh, about. Uh, Phil Robertson, you know him, Paul, Duck Dynasty guy. You watch that show, don't you? Right. And so he, I got something about him. I got uh, something about a topless protester and a whole bunch of Ooh. stuffs going on. It's a great uh, province of Saskatchewan mm. with uh, the, with strippers. Oh. So where would you like to begin? You want to do a drum roll? I'll just put my hand out, pick an article, and whatever we get, we'll get.
5: <laughs>
3: uh,
0: well, we're starting no, out. We're not not going with the strippers right off the hop there, but why don't
3: Look
0: we? Right <laughs> on <laughs> Why don't we? All right, you guys, I'll do it for you. What are you
5: going, oh. Saskatchewan, Peter? Why not come right all the way for me?
0: You guys, ever been to Saskatchewan? Have you? Have you? Have you fellows ever been to the uh, the province of Saskatchewan? Have you Saskatchewan, made that Saskatchewan, our-
2: I'd like to get a fucking North Mass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, uh, in Saskatchewan, the premier last year made it legal f- to have uh, uh, partial nude, nude, uh, or uh, I think strip clubs. They eh? they made strip clubs legal last year. Let's boil it down. I don't know the exact rules. I don't know if I don't think it's totally nude. I think you got to wear underpants and pasties still. But they let a strip club happen. I it think wasn't legal already. Not in Saskatchewan. Never, never was legal. Really? Yeah.
1: Well, that's interesting.
0: And so this last year, the premier made it legal, and they think they set up one strip club, right? And, and it's in some small town. Right by his house, just around the corner. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's in some small town in Saskatchewan, and it's just like a like a local bar, like what we'd have in a small town around here, like where it'd be like the the Norfolk Tavern. But they got dancers now. But they sit in the in the middle of Saskatchewan, middle of nowhere, in some small town, and the only thing they have is that they have the only strip club in Saskatchewan. So people come to their little town because there's a strip club there, right? And there's nowhere else to go they do that. They
1: advertise it on the sign right next to, like, the Kiwanis Club. And
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think they got they sponsor a <laughs> the hockey team system. in town, in the local <laughs> rink, right? They go come down to whatever it's called and see some titties and, and have some chicken wings, you know? Like, it, it seems like that kind of a place, you know? And the guy even said it, the guy who, like, uh, the premier decided one year after making it legal, to uh, he changed his mind. He'd like Uh-oh. to make it Ill- illegal again. Ooh. So this guy's like, I don't get it. We're having a great time here. I don't know what the big deal is. And and the premier's uh, explanation was, if even one uh, person is is uh, you know not going into a, a sex trafficking because of if one if one person goes into sex trafficking because of my ruling to legalize it, then it's a wrong decision, and I should stop it. And so he wants to turn, and all, he also says the ties to organized crime, most Hells Angels and stuff are the ones that own the strip clubs, right? Oh. So he was like, I think it's too much. I think it's too much, you know? Like, I don't think I want to get into this. He he didn't know that bikers ran strip clubs when he made the original law. <laughs> oh, he was unaware of that. Yeah, but over recent. a year of talking to law enforcement officers and that, the premier was like, really? There's like uh, b- bad it's people? not guys
5: wearing khakis, i tell you that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not the politicians, right? Right? Right, Boston? What's your name anyway? <laughs> David O'Hara. <laughs> David, Ohio. All right.
5: Oh Harry, I'll fucking read that. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
5: That's my cousin David. I'm Jimmy.
0: Hi, well nice to <laughs> meet you. guys. anyways uh, we'll get back to it. So anyways they said uh, so basically this guy don't get doesn't get the, the if you interview the uh, person that owns the strip club or the strippers that work in the strip club, they all say they think this is terrible. they're shocked at it and then uh, but most other people think it's uh, they're saving us from our uh, ultimate damnation. Uh, by preventing a girl from serving me a beer with her tits out, right? <laughs> or or uh, or like uh, have a nice dance in front of me. I'll tell you, all the news stories I watched on the internet to, pertaining to this story showed a lot of girls just dancing up there on stage, and and uh, all shapes and sizes. Oh yeah, you know? nice real, variety. Real small town strip club, like real small town strip oh, club. Yeah. Prairie girls. Yeah, yeah. But they still had the same good moves, you know? They had the toe drag, you know? They had the whole... Uh, Classic. Yeah, the old dead eyes that looked, looked right third what about did they,
1: the? Did they lay the blanket out on the third They song? were all
0: first song uh, clips uh, that they showed on the news, they eh? well, A lot of Metallica? No, uh, a lot of upbeat pop stuff. Oh, went with the pop. Yeah, oh. yeah. They did not want more pop. Definitely. Yeah. Younger, younger, audi- younger uh, working car. girls, yeah. You know, younger ones. We have to get used to them. Anyways, what do you guys... What do you guys think? Uh, Saskatchewan, a whole province without uh, strip clubs. Do you think the strip clubs would cause more problems or uh, solve more problems?
3: Well, I think uh, everybody just drives through Saskatchewan, right? There's no strip clubs, no, sen- no, just drive right. Drive right through Saskatchewan on the way to BC, right? That's. There's not, not a strip bar so straight. and that would be the straight only through Saskatchewan. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, you got one in the next province, right? Uh, Alberta. That's that's Alberta for the geography right. people uh, out there, Paul. Here we come. <laughs> <laughs> Alberta's going to have one for sure, right? Yeah. Straight through Saskatchewan,
0: Alberta. I don't think though. Strip I think I, I mean, look at that small town. It actually had people that would come to that town just for the strippers, and oh. and before that. You close down all the industry for small towns. It's not just our small town that they shut down every every place. It's every small town and all over all over everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and they're shutting down all your industry. And then finally, one guy says, you got the rest of the town says, sure, you can have a strip club because we got nothing else in this town. And then people start coming in, and it's good for that little town. Now, is it good for the uh girls that are uh, trying to feed their drug habit i don't know you know like but that's if they the... want
3: to dance let them dance
0: they're just gonna leave the province and dance somewhere else they're, they're born to dance Ontario. well that is true too yeah
5: well me and jimmy we drive all the way from the harbor right down to princeton to go check out the titties yeah, yeah. that's where the clubs are
0: really yeah you go. right to the harbor are they uh full nude there or is it uh, pasties
2: well, they got tassels on the titties it's a
3: bunch of fucking bullshit <laughs>
0: I I don't like it. I mean, we went to a strip club one time. And uh, remember, you were with me, Dave. We went to a yes uh, on the uh, on the advice of some elders in our that uh, we were we were uh, listening to this show who we respect. We greatly respect. We went to a car race and we got a hot tip from our elders. Who said if you're ever in Pocono watching a NASCAR race, <laughs> there's a place called the there's a place the called Grand the Grand View, right? Oh. You remember, oh, and yeah. the Grand View Hotel, they don't serve alcohol. That's their way around it in the state of Pennsylvania. Oh, really? They can't show. They can't have uh, uh, naked people and serve booze. That's the rule. You
1: can't mix them together. No. No, you can mix them. What
0: just... they did was <laughs> the loophole that they came up with. The great yeah, people at the Grand View. The, the One of the best uh, ideas I've ever heard of was you could go to this place and you bring your own booze. Oh. You bring a cooler of your own beer in there. They just
2: can't serve you.
0: They can't serve you, but you go there and buy a $10 cup, a plastic cup with a picture of a silhouette of a naked woman. And you uh, get the plastic cup and then you can go back to your cooler and fill it with beer all night long. It was the greatest place brilliant. in the world, right? <laughs> except for you forget how to get home right? cuz it's in the middle of the bush right like you're in the middle of the mountains <laughs> not a
1: street light
5: anywhere You'll you look for it, the, the nascar track
0: oh yeah we asked a bunch of kids skateboarding how to get to this grand view hey right? remember we got lost
5: <laughs> you guys were caught in the bush then
0: <laughs> yeah we were caught it was uh, <laughs> that's what she said <laughs> hey nailed it rim shot we are getting it today all right. Oh, one guest we have not introduced today. I'm sorry to uh, bounce around, but the one guest we haven't introduced today is a great new uh, guest, uh, hopefully a regular on our show. It's the, uh, it's the Soundboard Iron Sheik. Soundboard Iron soundboard Sheik Soundboard Iron Sheik.
2: What a great
5: guy. All right,
0: Soundboard Iron, Iron Sheik. Well, let's hear it for you. Yeah. Yeah. Sheik, uh, I would like to welcome you to the show. Do you have anything you'd like to say?
3: Rooster Dave, what whatever the fuck to say? <laughs>
0: Well, that's, uh, you know, oh, that's uh, maybe we start of off a little bit nicer there the next time, Sheik. I don't know if you can, uh, you know, calm it down. What do you, is it something else you dislike just like to say?
3: Don't be lazy, you dumb son of a bitch. Go <laughs> fuck yourself.
0: Oh, jeez. Sheik geez. is aggressive He's aggressive Sheiky today. Easy. Sheiky, baby. I don't know. I don't know. It hurts. I think, uh, it. I, I think I uh, think maybe if I you put just him stay... In
2: fucking boss of crap.
0: <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> what? Oh, I'm not scared Wow, well, geez, it's Think getting that. aggressive with Think the that. Boston group and the that, Soundboard Chic. I would, uh, I would uh, want to keep it uh, like uh, probably calm. But uh, Soundboard Chic, I wanted just to ask. You, I said, uh, uh, you know, you come on the show, and uh, I really, I really appreciate having being able to meet you and talk to you. But I want to know, do you have anything you really want to say to, uh, you know, make up for what you said to Dave and uh, on the Iron Chic episode of Life from the Dutch Hall? Rooster,
3: Dave, prefer, whatever your fucking name is I want to <laughs> let you know everybody is here and you didn't make it I don't know for what reason you're a young, intelligent man no. uh, Otherwise, don't be lazy and dumb son of a bitch Go fuck yourself The only thing he got
1: right
0: I there agree with you, with you young, Sheik, I agree
1: Young, intelligent man, he got that part right at least
0: Well, he did say <laughs> that, that about it, that you're a young, Nailed intelligent it. man, yeah which is uh, relative, speak relative, right? It's a, a moving scale. You, uh, I wouldn't say it's definitive, Dave. Uh, Iron Sheik, maybe you're younger than him for sure. It's the only thing I heard, and uh, People, you are yeah. more intelligent than uh, like a, a stone, you know. <laughs> it, it, it would be a relative speaking, right? You know, like that's all I'm saying. Anyways, you know what do we talk about? Strip clubs.
5: Yeah, and yeah. Sketchy one. Well, let's stri-
0: let's let's clean it up a little bit for the live of the Dutch Hall audience because you know uh, once in a while. We like to keep uh, talk about God and religion because my friend Dave Charters, he's a staunch Catholic, and what he does is he believes in uh, the teachings of the Roman Catholic Church. Is that, tr- is that correct, Dave? That's right. And and so this is a big week for the Roman Catholics this week because your big man, the guy on top, Pope Francis, Pope uh, of the people, he just he just uh, had a miracle this week. Did you hear about it? No, I didn't. A miracle. I didn't see it on Twitter. You you didn't? Well, he, he they didn't tweet out that he had a miracle. I, I can't believe it. it. It seems unreasonable. I need to find this one of the Pope. Let me see here. Uh, yeah, no, no, it's Jesus. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's Jesus. There, here, here we got the Pope. What's the Pope got? During the during a mass in Naples, the seventy-eight year old. You know, they he was seventy-eight. No, I didn't. Yeah, he doesn't look that old. He's looking great. He doesn't act that old either. Pope Francis. Yeah, he actually, he's like probably a sixty-eight year old. That's what I think. He said uh, the pontiff, he got the, there's this uh, vial of dried blood of St. Gennaro. It's like a, he's like a martyr. He got killed for being a Christian back in the days where they feed the Christians to the lions and stuff like that. So they saved the blood of the martyrs and they put in this vial, right? And so what happens is once in a while, but once a year, this vial of dried blood <laughs> turns into a vial of liquid blood, you know, Remember when you ever... Uh, did temperature you, change? Or? Yeah, you, you had sisters, Mike. You know, when you have... <laughs> when you have whoa.
2: <laughs> wow. Where is this going?
0: It's a miracle. So the Pope, what the Pope did is he held up this vial of dried blood in a mass. He kissed it. Started liquefying, you know. Then he started to, like, uh, get pretty excited about committing miracles or whatever. And then it liquefied even more. And, it would be, and the crowd went nuts. It was a real, real crowd pleaser, right? That on YouTube? I don't know. I don't know if they had any cameras, but it, the, it, the report says, uh, the bishop said the blood only half liquefied. It appears the saint only loves us halfway. And then, uh, all right. It doesn't say. Anyways, they say that this is probably, skeptics believe the miracle is due to a chemical present in the uh, ampoule that makes the viscosity of the blood change when it is, it is moved. So that the movement of him moving the vial And then whatever there's in this, uh, well, they don't even know if it's blood. They won't let them test it, eh? There's a bunch of scientists that want to test what's going on. They say you can't open it, it's sacred and all this stuff. It's an old magic trick from the early Catholics, right, that happens. It's like one of those baby bottles that if you have a sister or something like that, you know, and you used to have a doll and you give it the bottle. And it would be like milk or orange juice or something like that in the bottle, and it would like be like there'd be nothing in it, and you pour it, and it'd be something in it. Right, you know, it's just the same sort of. Trick. I wondered where you're going with the sister thing. That's not so. Bad. That's what it is. Yeah, it's I, same- I know what you mean. <laughs> Miracle. I, I don't heard know. blood
2: and sisters.
0: They're setting him up to be uh, Saint. <laughs> very uncomfortable. What did you say? Blood and sisters. Blood
2: and I have sisters. I was... <laughs> There's Mike, lots of things. Mike was thinking packs. Speaking of which, what, what's how's
0: your leg doing, Mike? How's your leg? The, the listeners at home are dying to well, find out.
2: My leg is healing up nicely. I uh, I got in some. I got to play some hockey this week and uh, tried it out in volleyball actually last night. And uh, oh, I'm feeling limber. Yeah, That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs>
5: So you go on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, Mike, she so goes on for a half hour about this dry blood thing and yeah. puts the frogs on you in yeah. a minute. Yeah, it's our shit.
2: And I also still it's have frogs. a vagina it's on the side of my leg.
5: What frogs are you talking about? <laughs> it's not a
0: frog, it's a, a cricket. Oh, <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, look at you two, the smart ones in the bunch. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks,
0: Kevin. <laughs> what am Somebody I, fucking bag- bug expert over here, motherfucker? <laughs> hey, uh, <yeah. laughs> What is a bug expert called, Dave? You know that stuff, don't you? I have no idea. No. No. You don't.
1: I did before Lent started.
0: Ugh. What do you think of your buddy though? Committing a committing a miracle though. You think that's a miracle? It's not exactly rising Lazarus from the dead, is it?
1: Yeah. Well, did you say it turns liquid every
0: year? Yeah. They said well once. Happen to be holding it
1: that year. Yeah, you got lucky. Better than like, once a month.
0: Know. I'm gonna go with a big boo for the Pope on that one. Right? Like, I don't think well, that it's
1: not... is he claiming that he did a miracle
0: or just people. No, the people around him are saying it's a it's I've a half it. a miracle. They're only giving him a half a miracle credit yeah, for
1: it half, too. Half star.
0: Well, you know about Jesus, say eh? you love Jesus. So while we're on the topic of Jesus, uh, you know what they did? There was a rock slide in uh, in Colombia, the great country of Colombia, and there was a rock slide. And when the when the, all the trees fell down the mountain, it made a. It made a picture of Jesus. Did you? You want to see it? I'll show you a picture of it. <laughs> yeah. <I did.
2: laughs> yes.
0: There's a picture of Jesus. All this, all this. Here you go. Have a look at that, Dave. And pass it around there. When you look, look at it. See that? Yeah. Does it looked like Jesus. Yeah, spitting image. <laughs> you can see the crown of thorns and everything. Right. <laughs> it's a spitting image. You go. You can go online. You do a search on whatever Google. Look up Jesus is a Columbia rock slide, and you'll see a picture of Jesus in the mountain. It's it's undeniable truth. But uh Jesus is the only of all that's a that's a Jesus uh, uh, bird turd on a window it's, so Jesus is the only uh the only of the great uh leaders of religion you know the big figures of religion that reappears in the form of uh you know burnt toast and uh, there was a burn on a progi uh we found a bird that crapped on a window that looked like Jesus you know but what I'm asking you is what the question is is, uh, is it really look like Jesus or just some guy with a beard, right? If there's ever... And they, even some of them, I looked and there was like 40 of these different visions of Jesus coming back and showing himself in a pierogi or showing himself in burnt toast or whatever. And uh, there's some of them don't even look like a... Just look like a face. Like They don't even look like anybody, you know? So how could that be Jesus? Just like an eyes, nose, and a mouth. But most of them have a beard, some sort of a beard thing. But how, do, how come just a man with a beard is Jesus Christ? How do we know it's not a, a vision of Bob Seger? You know what I'm saying? Like, it could just be like uh Jer- Yeah, it could just be Barney, <laughs> you know? Bar- yeah, <laughs> yeah, Barney appeared. So of all the things I saw, the, of all the things I saw, I felt, found them to be very much uh, inconclusive, you know? Inconclusive to say the least. But one thing I saw was undeniable, was this picture. I blew it up, I printed it on color ink. It's a picture of a dog's, a dog's butt I don't know if you can see that. <laughs> it's a man's uh, dog. It's taking a picture of his be- of his hindquarters, his tails up, and you can s- see a, a a clear picture, a picture of Jesus Christ. Can you see that, Dave? Can you see that? <laughs> that is there is no more mistakable picture, like a vision of Jesus Christ, than it is in that dog's butt. <laughs> I can, would you agree with that?
1: It's it's at least as recognizable as the bird poop.
0: <laughs> no, are you kidding me? Jesus Stop. is sitting there with his with Stop his hands out, wearing knuckle. a robe. It looks that's the most convincing Jesus picture I've ever seen. I
5: didn't see the hands in the
0: robe. Oh, yeah. The
5: hands in yeah, yeah. the robe. Dave was looking at the oh. moose knuckle. Piece. You can see his whole He's robe. So, <laughs> all, it,
0: the moose but, Oh, the the butt of the dog is only Jesus's deep? face. It's just his head. It's it's just down Jesus's down. face. He has a white cloak on. Dave to look at the moose knuckle. Yeah, that's just. Do you, cha- do you change your mind now? They, they, I don't
3: know. It's, they, it's an interesting picture. Yeah, it's not so much picture. here or here, no, but look, right, right in here.
0: Right here. Not <laughs> <laughs> so much down in here. It's
1: an interesting picture, I'll give you that.
0: I learned my lesson, Dave. But, next I'm, time I show you a picture of a dog's uh, butthole, <laughs> I'm going to point out other parts of the picture so you notice other things. Make Dave.
5: sure it's a male next
0: time. <laughs> Was that a male? Is that a female? That's balls right there at the bottom. That's Jesus' feet, I suppose. That looks like my legs. <laughs> it <looks> like... <laughs>
5: <laughs>
0: that looks like balls, <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> that is looks convincing balls. so look up it. Uh, that's another thing you can look up online you want to look up uh, jesus uh unveils himself in a dog's butt that's so uh, that would be a way to search it on google also known
2: as dog anus jesus
0: dog anus jesus anyways <laughs> hey you know what is another it's an off site it's uh it's an off topic uh story oh. b- but um <laughs> what everything's off topic yeah. right yeah. did you guys see did you guys see Something the new? the plane that crashed in um, I, France I heard about it I didn't see it in the Alps yeah in the Alps yeah did you hear the story what happened with yeah, that yeah no. the guy the guy it was a German plane right it was a yeah, Go a, figure yeah
5: nine, 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 nine.
0: I know I know Adolf just take it easy but we're it was a German plane and the guy, uh, the, the co-pilot who they say always say is like a, you know, it seemed like a really nice guy, quiet guy, uh, seemed to be very happy with his job as a German pilot flying some over, you know, basically a glorified bus driver get, that's getting squeezed and paid less every year for putting up with more bullshit. Right. And, uh. He's just flying the plane, and then the captain goes for the bathroom break, Mm -hmm. and then uh, he locks the cabin door and flies it into a mountain. Really? That's what happened. No kidding. Yeah. How do they know that? Black box? Black box, yeah. They took the black box out, and they said the guy left, and uh, it was pure silence after the captain left. And the guy just uh, drove it right into the mountain and they could uh, just hear pounding on the door at one point in time and then uh, it ended right? that was
2: the
5: pilot, that was the pilot trying to get in
0: there. killed I think 150 people Wow yeah so uh
5: that's why me and Jimmy and never mess around with the black box A-B.
0: <laughs> wait why do I can't I find my rim shot uh. <laughs> that's right uh. hey <laughs> All right, well, where are we going uh, <laughs> you uh, your name, Trevor? Is it Trevor?
5: It's David
0: David, you should remember that, it's the same as you Yeah, I should remember that <laughs> Can't even remember that Anyways, Jesus Christ, you, want to, you know what we should do Because we're getting to the point in time where we're kind of starting to falter a bit That always is a good uh, uh, opportunity for us to check on feedback We got feedback
2: We got feedback
0: Oh, welcome to Feedback. We Got Feedback, everybody. Uh, This week's Feedback, (laughs) We Got Feedback, is brought to you by Amazon. If you'd like to go to the live from the Dutch Hall webpage and click on any of our Amazon banners, we have one for uh, Amazon.ca and Amazon.com. You can do all your Amazon shopping and some of your uh, some of your purchases will come back and help live from the Dutch Hall become better and maybe fix that stupid microphone of Dave's, which sucks balls. Yeah. Yeah, a brand new microphone. It screwed up our whole show last week. And uh, even this one, Dave's got to pretty much make out with it for to get any volume. So I apologize if you fun. can't hear him. But last week, I used that microphone. And most of the feedback from you guys was saying that they didn't like the fact that you could hear Dave so well. Yeah.
1: I didn't hair. like it either. No, no one liked Thanks, it, Dave. Barney. No
0: one liked it at all. So we really tried to make him quiet this week. We can hope we make you feel better. Um, the other thing, too, uh, every week we'd like to uh, welcome our new listeners. This week we'd like to welcome our listeners from Halberg Moose, Germany. Uh, Walkerton, Ontario, Vancouver, BC, uh, uh, Shelburne, Ontario, and Dallas, Texas. Dallas. Yeah, Dallas, Texas has been a hot market Dallas. for us right now. We got Dallas, Texas, and Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Can't wait
3: for the road show.
0: Yeah, I would love to go down yeah. to Dallas. How about them couples? When we reached out to those people in Utah that were listening for a long time, and, and uh, they never reached out back to us, and then the Utah people kind of started getting quiet. They're not listening to the show as much. Maybe we singled them out. Maybe. maybe. Uh, but the Dallas people are on board right now, so I'd like to say whoever's listening in Texas or Dallas or even Oklahoma City, We'd love to have a road trip down there, live from the Dutch Hall. So just reach out to us at live from the Dutch Hall, gmail.com If you want us to come down, we'll do a show down there. It'll be great. Dallas, We'd have a great Texas. time. Dallas, Texas. G-
1: freaking ha. Longhorns. Ke- Ke- Texas Longhorns. Hornets.
0: I heard a joke on uh, TV the other day. Dallas, Texas. Uh, Kennedy free since 63. is <laughs> 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 where they advertise the, the town. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. Not really. <laughs> oh, it's a good joke. It's yeah, a, good joke. a good joke. <laughs> 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 yeah. You know. Anyways, so we like all thank to uh, to all our new listeners. This week's listener of the week is Greg Brett. Greg Brett. Greg. Yeah. 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 Oh, you one of those? All right, Greg. Thank you for being a listener of the week. You, uh, he sent me. A, Greg sent me an email just as we were finishing up last week's show, and he said he's been listening to the show for six months, and uh, he said that. He, one thing he was getting tired of was all the lip from Jeff Kemp, our our uh, one of our major it's shareholders here. of uh, yeah. Live from the Dutch Hall, donated by PayPal. And actually, I'd like to thank Mr. Kemp for donating a little bit more. He's he's decided to up the uh, the donation this really? week. He gave another donation to uh, increase his shares with Live from the Dutch Hall. And um, That's fantastic! I'll tell Mr. Uh, Brett, our listener of the week, he challenged. Uh, he said, "Not all." Of, he says he's sick of hearing. Uh, uh, Mr. Kemp, uh, put all of our listeners on the, you know, on the hot seat and criticized them for not, uh, 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 you know, you know, giving like he has a man of his stature and wealth, you know, is what he said. He said, he's a man, he's a w- wife's a school teacher. He went out to say, he went to say that it, the guy's making a, you know, high level salary at a big, big, uh, big corporation that he works for and. He's uh, a beef farmer, and those beef farmers are just raking in dough right now. Eh? Raking in dough because the beef price is through the roof, right? So, of course, he can donate the high dollars he donates to life from Dutch Hall. And all I'm saying, and he goes, uh, but th- some of the working folk can't be, and they shouldn't be shamed into just listening to the program, enjoying it, and not having to feel guilty about, uh, about giving money. And Mr. Brett went on to give me $21, I'll say. Ooh. So, thank you very much, to Mr. Brett. That's right, Mr. week. So he is now a shareholder of Life in the Dutch Hall. So now we have three shareholders: we have uh, Mr. Kemp, Mr. Brett, and we have the anonymous donor, who is still a primary. He's still uh, in the lead, I think. He's still in the lead. Oh, really? Yeah, it's very close now, though. Mr. Kemp stepped up the game, but he's still uh, he's still a minority shareholder to our biggest donor, mm-hmm. who will remain anonymous and is not my mother, much uh-huh. to the uh, the suspicion of my listening public. A- anyways, that's it for uh, listener of the week. Now, the only thing else, uh, when I did last week, we're going to, you know, like, uh, we're getting back to the old school roots alive from the Dutch Hall, and one of the things that we do well, during feedback, we got feedback, is we get sidetracked and talk about other things and forget we're in feedback, we got feedback. <laughs> That's kind of what we usually do. So, uh, what I did this week, because I didn't know what my show was going to be on after I had a cancellation of my guest, uh, is that I uh, put out a Twitter uh, and a Facebook uh, tweet or whatever, and I said... Anybody got anything they want to talk about or anything they want us guys to cover on Live from Dutch Hall? And we got one person that responded. Oh, great. That's the power of our show. Right, we get one, we got one person, which was a real, a real plus because I've done good. these things in the past and I've got mostly zero people, right? <laughs> so, uh, this time we got one, got one. and he, you know, what it was it was Milo McMahon, oh, Milo right. McMahon yeah, from Montreal, what Quebec, good old Milo. yeah. And he's a uh, former guest of the show, great, uh, great, uh, singer songwriter, Canadian singer songwriter. Catchy tunes. He sends yeah. us a question Is the fear of sharks justified? That was his question. Is the fear of sharks justified? I'm going to leave that to the panel. Wow. What do you think? This is actually kind of fitting because we just. Is fitting. Yeah. yeah. One of our, one of the, uh, 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 what would you call him? A, a secondary member of Nocturnal Emissions?
2: Yeah. He has yet to. Uh,
0: he's yet to step up, but you've, you've tried to recruit him in the past. Right. Right. right? Adam Hill. Excellent
1: right. musician. Yeah. He'll be out.
0: Yeah. I just went down to, uh, he's down in Florida. Couldn't right. be here tonight. Uh, he's down in Florida. He just caught a, what'd he do?
2: Well, he told me he sent me a text today and said they caught a 400-pound hammerhead shark.
1: 400 pounds. Yes,
2: what that is, is what he wrote me, and I didn't. Yeah, Good and uh, I did not believe him. And then he sent me the video of it, and this sucker had a fin like you can't believe. And it was, uh, I think it was the real deal.
1: So, would you have jumped in the water with that? Yeah. Fin? What
2: was the question, Pete? That uh, is, the, so, is the fear of shark just justified? Uh, I'll y- tell you, in two feet of water, when you're pulling in one of those suckers. The fear of
5: sharks is justified for sure.
0: You know where it's not justified though.
5: I don't go swimming in the ocean.
0: Do you go to, Yeah.
5: I jump in and get out.
0: One time I was at you because of the because of the sharks?
5: Yeah, I hate them. <laughs> 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 i hate sharks
0: <laughs> you just don't like swimming with sharks no no you're very uncomfortable right now uh, Disco- yeah,
5: yeah. The Sh- discovery shark week scared the shit out of me for life Fucking
3: queer.
0: i went one time when i was down when i was down in uh uh we went and did uh, I went to california and we went down the big Sur coastline and we stopped we 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 stopped at san simeon and i went swimming and uh so i went off the pier and i just went out swimming in the pacific ocean just so i could say i did it it was freezing cold and as I'm swimming out there, I see sea lions pop up beside me, and I'm like, "Oh, sea lions! Awesome! I'm Beautiful. swimming with sea lions. What, nice. This is like paradise, you know." I just come out in the ocean. There's sea lions swimming around me. It's great, right? I finish my trip. I come home. I uh, look on Shark Week. You know, they're doing uh, this. What are
5: the sharks eating? Pete? They're, eat, they're what
0: are the, they eating. They're in the eating They're doing a study about sharks breaching the water, right? <laughs> uh, eating sea lions. Right. Where are they filming it? San Simeon. <laughs> so I'm swimming with, with great white shark food. I'm a, I'm where great white sharks Thinking it's paradise. Eat. Yeah. Having a great time. Really close to losing a limb, you know? Yeah. Really close to losing a limb. But I'll tell you where the fear of sharks is not justified, and that's uh, right here in the Great Lakes Basin that we live in. <laughs> no fear of sharks. If a shark's going to attack me here in Norfolk County, That shark deserves it, you know? If he made it this far inland, oh, I'm going to give him my leg. He's like, you go ahead and have a nibble. You look hungry, man. You worked hard for it. Anyway, thank you to Milo McMahon, not to be confused with Milo McMahon, who is a guest I introduced incorrectly many times. Milo McMahon is uh, the one that gave us a a question, so thanks, Milo, for that question. All right, the only thing we have to do is a thing we love to do every week, and this one, we got hot news from the Haitian door. Hi-ho,
4: hi-ho, it's on the bed we go. I pay you bet to see your kids. Hi-ho, hi-ho. Hi-ho, hi-ho, hi-ho it's on the bed we
3: go. Get
4: in that sack and spread your crack. Hi-ho, 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 hi-ho it's on the bed we go. Just squeeze your cut and make me cry. Hi-ho.
0: <laughs> I love that word. <laughs> All right, Barry. <Very>. <laughs> we still get him back again. Yeah, he's back. So, uh, Haitian Dwarf has been on hiatus for a couple weeks. I don't know if it was the video program he didn't approve of, if he was busy in his life, or what happened. But he was on hiatus. We never really got an explanation why. But we did finally hear back from him. The Haitian Dwarf gave us feedback this week, and uh, the Haitian Dwarf feedback this week five stars. Five stars as always. Thank you for the Haitian Dwarf. He says, I am encouraging everyone in North America to take the advice of Mr. Van Dyke and quit your job. In this way, we can get this great continent of ours back to a more natural third world state, such as my home country of Haiti. Together, we can grind this capitalist economy we've created to a halt. I, for one, have given up my lucrative career of dwarf tossing, which I have been suffering through all these years, in favor of my one true love basketball
1: i'll
0: let you know how this turns out haitian dwarf well what so yeah step one two
1: three four he's done he's already he's on like step five yeah he's there you know
0: all the only advice i have to give him on his mission there is uh work on your outside jumper because I don't think you're going to be getting bit too big under the net. Watch a lot of videos
2: so, of Mugsy Bogues.
0: Yeah, you want to be working on that outside shot because uh, chances are, I mean, I just su- suspect he's not going to be playing center. That's a- <clears throat> but the other thing that I think the Haitian Dwarf was doing there was a passive aggressively calling me out of my theory. He was sitting there saying, if everyone quits their job, this country's going to grind to a halt is what he was suggesting, right? Well, I wanted to just tell him how what I think about that. There's a lot of ways that people can make money and if people make money uh, the way that they do it now with big, stupid corporations that are full of fat that don't work, that have a bunch of like middle manager douches, no offense, Dave, that are uh, that are sitting there gumming up the works but not really being productive. And they're doing it so they do the efforts that make millions for a company that they take thousands back from. That, to me, is the way that we're currently doing things. You can make the same amount of money that goes into the economy, but you can let the people doing the work make a little bit more of it if you get rid of the system that we're in, which is uh, grossly inefficient by today's standards. That's, so there's lots of ways to make money and make our economy even better through new ways of doing things. Haitian Dwarf, and uh, I think even your home country of Haiti could benefit from doing some of those things. So uh, uh, I ain't going to buy it, uh, Haitian Dwarf. And, uh, what, um, Iron Sheik, what do you have to say? Go fuck yourself. Well, I don't think that was called for. That's a little bit too far, Sheik. I think you should probably just maybe say something. (coughs) I love that word. Oh, no, not that. Mr. Peter, you are a very intelligent man,
3: sir.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you, Sheik. Thank you. What about Dave? What about Dave? Rooster, Dave, whatever your fucking name
3: is. Don't be lazy and dumb, son of a bitch. Go fuck (laughs) yourself still doesn't like you i don't either. think he's
0: getting along i don't think you guys are getting along dave i think you should probably make up with soundboard chic we're gonna have to have a sit
1: down and work this thing out
0: the other the other <laughs> last the last piece of feedback before we move on with our show is that uh <laughs> last week on our show we had uh, a, a surprise guest a surprise yeah. guest was uh
1: grande rostero
0: el grande rostero el grande rostero parts
2: unknown Right? You're going to be
3: a wrestler.
0: And when I looked at El Grande Rustero, I was suspicious right away. I I felt, uh, even though he's wearing a different shirt that he has uh, a mask on, I was suspicious, due to the, just the certain girthiness of the guest, that it was you, Dave. Oh, you so I, I called you out on it, and uh, you un- unmasked, and sure enough, it was you. Well, much to my surprise this week, we get feedback from... what's. Uh, Grandes musquillos muscacos. Grande musqueros muscacos. This week we get feedback from grande musquillos muscacos, and this is what he says. He says, um, Mr. Van Dyke, I want to thank you for exposing the fraud that was that, uh, the filthy rooster. I am the true grandes musqueros muscacos. And though your friend's impression was bang on, <laughs> <Jays>. he, he, <laughs> he is no Grande Musqueros Muscacos. And I am willing to come to live from the Dutch Hall to prove it to your friend. Oh, really? And to, And to make him pay for besmirching my name.
1: Oh, this is fantastic. So you're going to have to try and set that up.
5: He's did gonna he, make he you humble. Else?
1: Did you say what he does for a living, or what's his what's his story? You he get any, He's
0: Granny it? Muscaris Muscacos. That's all he said. That's the end of the message. Period. He's well known. He's coming icon. in, Dave. He's coming in, and you should be worried about him because <laughs> he's not going to be. You already have the the soundboard chic on your case. Yeah, yeah. And and the, the real iron chic.
1: I need the tail of the tape before you bring him in, so I can. I know if I need to put up those thirty pounds back. Yeah, on. put them back
2: on. Yeah, so you're matched up with them.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, I,
2: I, his first name starts with Grande. <laughs>
0: He's probably Chances not a small are. guy. He's probably a Grande guy. Grande guy. What do we got here, guys? Forty-four. Let's do. Yeah, let's do a little. Uh, you want to do a little game?
2: Yeah. No why games. wouldn't we, Peter? The game sounds fantastic.
0: I'm gonna do a game. Well, the only other things we got. Let's do. I'm gonna, before we do our game, let's talk about Phil Robertson. Can I talk about Phil Robertson? Yeah. You know who he is. You know who he is? He always looks at Paul, Yeah, right? he looks at me. Fear yeah. the beard. Beard. I don't watch Sorry. the show. Paul's Doug. trimmed He's- up. He's from Duck Dynasty though. He's from Duck Dynasty. You watched that show? Oh, yeah. I thought you didn't. Seen seen I don't know, but he's a he's a beer like they sell duck whistles. They're, it's a vastly popular show. It's one of the most popular shows in the United States.
5: He was looking at her whole table because he thinks we're a little slower than their table. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't so show.
2: Do you watch the show or not? This yeah, that's because we're in front of fucking uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know a lot of people watch it. It's a popular show. It's a oh, big show on A and E, right? Arts and Entertainment. It's like duck calling hillbillies, and then that's. Anyways, this one guy, Phil, who's like... Was he a dad? Is he the dad? Yeah, he's the dad. He's the
2: main guy. He's the matriarch or he
0: patriarch, patriarch of the, the family, man. right? He the, says
2: the prayer. He's got the USA bandana. Well, the no, kid, no.
3: Phil's the dad. Oh, the dad. Okay. So the, dad, the kid... Dad,
0: I think the kid is like the, the brains, right? The one kid's yeah. the brains? <laughs> yeah. Uh, behind that, But the dad maybe started making sense. duck whistles or whatever, and the kid kind of made it into a big, big uh, success. Very Anyways, cool. they... They like let this guy speak now because he's on a reality show about selling duck whistles and making some kind of like quote-unquote reality-type humor with his family and uh, stuff. It's all fake stuff. Anyways, uh, they get him to speak as a keynote speaker a lot of times, and he already got in trouble for his, his viewpoints on homosexuals. Uh, he, he said some things that weren't uh, very flattering to that community, and he got, got in trouble. I think he lost his job over that. And then uh, now... He's uh, gotten trouble about the atheist. He's, he's, he was invited to a church breakfast and uh, he's invited to a church breakfast and uh, th- he decided that he's gonna make his point about to all these people by t- giving a little analogy about what he thought about atheists because he thought atheists were pretty bad right So this is the way he, he tried to explain why atheism is bad. I'm gonna quote Phil Robertson if I could. Two guys break into an atheist's home. Robertson said, he has a little atheist wife and two little atheist daughters. Two guys break into his home and they tie him up in a chair and gag him. And then they take his two daughters in front of them and they ra- he rapes them both. And then they shoot him and they take his wife and they decapitate her head off. Whoa. They don't just decapitate her, but they decapitate her head off.
2: Isn't that decapitated right
0: off? Yeah, it's kind of doubling it up there. Just making it. I just wanted to make sure this this is a quote by him. He decapitated her head off. At a church breakfast, yeah. He continued, and they look at him and say, Isn't it great that I don't have to worry about being judged? Isn't it great that there's nothing wrong with this? Right or wrong there's no right or wrong now, is it dude? Right? That was his his way of- What does that mean? What it means is If you're an atheist, you can go around cutting people's heads off and raping daughters and stuff like that, as long as there are other atheists, I suppose, in Phil Robertson's mind. And then you don't have to worry about being judged by God. So therefore, there's no consequence for you doing. You can just have a great time. So what Phil Robertson's basically saying is that he feels that if he didn't have God in his life, he'd be having such a great time uh, murdering and raping. That, uh, because if you didn't have to be judged, why wouldn't you murder and rape? You know, like that's his, that's his point, right? Uh, needless intense. to say, it didn't go over very well. No, it no, didn't I go pe- over no, very well. I can a, a lot of people with that. Well, you're a staunch Christian and a Catholic, Dave, but uh, this guy's a Christian like you. Did you hear his
5: do- quote on the, uh, about the two gay guys skiing on the hill last week?
0: Did he do another one like that? What was yeah. it about?
5: Well, there, he said, what do you call those two gay guys skiing on the hill over there? Parabolicers.
0: <laughs> I hit the mark on it. Uh. <laughs> you know what we should do, folks? <laughs> on that one, is we're gonna take a we're gonna take a short break. All right, so um, uh, uh, disrupted. What? <laughs> All right. So we're gonna take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back with the big game to finish.
3: Hey-o. I'm the Aron Sheik. You're listening to the Dutch All. Oh. Crazy.
0: <laughs> All right, welcome back. That was This uh, segment of Live from the Dutch Hall is brought to you by our good friends from VG Meats. If you go to Live uh, from the Dutch <laughs> Hall's website at <laughs> www.livefromthedutchhall.com and you click on the VG Meats coupon, you can print it out and bring it into the locations at either uh, Simcoe or Stony Creek and get great deals on great great meat from our friends at VG Meats. So thank you for your support.
2: VG VG
0: All right. It's a meat fart. So what we're gonna do to end this show is, and I tried, uh, we tried a few things. We tried to get, uh, I have a whole bunch. What we want to talk about, this is the 17 creepiest sexual subcultures around the world, because Life from the Dutch Hall, what we are is an educational program. It's been established many times in the past, and we like to. We also have listeners from all around the world. <laughs> So what we're trying to do is educate you on what's going on in the world. And what I thought, what I found here was an article about everyone's creepy fetishes. Whoa! From whoa. from from, uh, from around the globe. Charles, are you done screwing up the show? All, all all our friend from Boston wanted to do is what? Put on a Jesus. put on a headphones. How hard is char- it? And try. Yeah. Geez, you just uh, you got you got to like let the let the let our guests have a nice time here, Dave. Yeah. So anyways, we got um. So we got these uh, 17 creepiest sexual subcultures from around the world. Who has the first one? Did Mike? Do you have the first one? I gave well, it to I, everyone, thinking it'd be fun to watch the the three musketeers at the bar there read a few of these. But uh, but as it turns out only musketeers. one of the three is even able to read. Period. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea.
4: I, I think I might I might have number
0: one. Oh, no, not number one. Wait, it'd be like number 17.
2: Yeah. Um. I have 17, but I was going to give it to uh, my buddy Jimmy here. at the. But oh, Jimmy, in, yeah, Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy, I,
1: read it. Did they teach you to read in Boston, Jimmy? Child is if you don't shut your fucking mouth,
2: I'm going to drive you into fucking tomorrow. Huh? <laughs>
1: sorry, sorry.
2: <laughs> Mine says, ball busting is defined as an arousal to watching others get kicked in their fucking nuts. Or better yet, they're on the receiving end. In fact, there's a fucking website for ball-busting aficionados. What in the
1: fuck?
0: <laughs> so it's a ball-busting. Ball that's the first one. You know what? You guess what country that's from, guys. You know what country that would be from?
1: U.S. I'd say the United States of America. Ball-busting.
0: No, it's not. It's not U.S. Is our friends from England, the UK. Ah, yes, They like to be kicked in the nuts, and they get uh, extreme pleasure from being crumpets kicked.
2: crumpets and getting kicked in the balls. Kicked
0: in the nuts. Chargers, you got the next next couple?
1: Uh, I'm like 16, 15.
2: Yeah, that's disco. good.
0: Yep. All right.
1: Formicophilia. Formicophilia. Nipple. Formicophilia.
0: Easy <laughs> for you to is say. It's a
1: sexual interest in being crawled upon and nibbled by insects like ants maggots, cockroaches, etc. This involves the application of insects to the genitals and other erogenous zones to get a tickling sensation or a psychological distress feeling.
3: Whoa!
0: So this is uh, getting insects crawling on your genitals? That is messy. Oh, I'd have to go. If I had to guess, if you had to guess which country in the world would like to have insects crawling Ugh. on their genitals, I would say that's a tough one. Insects. There's only one real country line, I can think of line, oh. <laughs> if, it's too free, if it's too freaky And you really can't figure it out You gotta give it to those Germans You gotta give it to those Germans What, what do you got what, You got another one there Do the next one too
1: Okay this one is uh, Mummification oh, yeah. Is a form of bondage that involves Completely wrapping someone in material Like a mummy
0: Hey, we saw something like that, I didn't we, we, Mike?
2: I was just going to say, Pete, on when one of we were doing. When we were doing the research for Wheel yeah, of Filth, right? Yes.
0: We, and we, saw, we saw that there was this guy, you ready? Totally.
2: We totally saw mummification. And,
0: and he wrapped himself in saran wrap, mummified himself. I, would he leave his genitals out or not?
2: No, he totally wrapped himself in uh, saran wrap, like you said, and he said he felt more comfortable... Mummified in his own skin.
0: No, yeah, he would actually ejaculate in the inside of the of the the saran wrap. He would like
2: rub up against or whatever.
0: What he would do, weirdo. He'd get home from work, wrap himself in saran wrap, and then (laughs) like, and then (laughs) rub himself (laughs) until he. he He had
2: like a like a 15 minute technique that it was real good and real tight. Like the tighter, the better.
1: This says the mummy may be left bound or things may occur in their wrappings mm, there you go yeah
0: things may occur that's what this guy did he occurred all over himself <laughs> mature <laughs> yeah that, admission. that would be
1: a hell of a mess wouldn't
0: it yeah it would be a mess is that the last one this right. one here this is the next one on the list i got it's called uh omar okashi omar okashi yeah, you guys said it. You guys said it. it is the Japanese. Good guess. Good it was, the, guess. it was the accent. You nailed
1: it. Yeah. Omar Okashi. First time. Omar Okashi. I,
0: uh, I will have an Omar Okashi. Yeah. Omar Akashi is a subculture that finds it sexually arousing to have a full bladder or to see someone, especially a well-dressed or dignified person. You, you switched to Spanish <laughs> oh, yeah. Did I? Did I switch? Hey, nobody said... Okay. Yeah. Who is uh, suffering from... Uh, <laughs> Bladder desperation, and they wet themselves in public, so they can. Does that? How do they go in Spanish so quickly? It
2: does. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you. How do you? How would you do it?
0: How would you do it? Idea. You're Japanese. You, you work. I'm not
2: gonna be a mummy. I have no idea.
0: You have no idea how it would insult Japanese people talking about a fetish, how they want to just pee their pants. and So they want to get a nicely dressed woman and make them drink a whole bunch of... There's... Can I tell a story about this guy? This is one of my favorite stories in the world. I wish I could have this guy tell the story, but I'll tell it to him anonymously. It's one of my favorite stories of all a time. story? No, no. This is a guy that I knew... I'm not even going to tell you how I know him because I don't want anything to get back to this, this guy. But I know this guy. And when he was 17 years old, he worked at this bar in like a suburb of Toronto, right? And it was a pretty happening bar. And he worked in the coat room. He's a 17-year-old boy. He worked in the coat room. He took the coats. <laughs> and No, you can't guess. You can't guess. I'm not going to tell you who it is. <laughs> uh, I love this, this isn't scene. part of the game. <laughs> but no, he sit, so he's in the coat room. And this girl comes walking in and he's always, he, it would be hot in there in the summertime or whatever. And he would get two pitchers of Coke, a Coca-Cola, you know, and he put it in and he put it there on the stand. He'd have a glass and he'd just keep pouring himself glasses of Coke all night while he took people's coats. And this one lady came walking in, this one girl in her 20s, a girl out to party for the night. She sees, um, she sees this kid that's in the coat room with his uh, two pitchers of Coke. And she says to him boy you look really you must be really thirsty to drink those two pitchers of coke and he goes well it gets hot in here and i'm not allowed to leave so i, I get enough for the night and she goes well you must really have to go to the bathroom when you're done and he goes yeah i kind of you know by the end of the shift i really got to go and uh she goes uh oh i'll talk to you later later on she comes back sees how he's doing she checks the progress on how much of the coke he's drank right <laughs> and uh, she makes comments say oh you've really drank a lot of that yes and then he goes, So, what are you doing after? Would you like to? And he goes, nothing. And she goes, well, I'll come see you uh, at the end of your shift, right? So at the end of the shift, she comes back. He's pretty excited. She says, would you like to go outside, right? He says, sure. He'd love to go outside. She, They go outside. They kind of go into a private place behind the bar or whatever. Start uh, making out and stuff. And all of a sudden, she uh, drops to her knees, rips open her blouse, and says, piss on me. <laughs>
1: yeah and did he do it
0: well this is the part of the story i like the best is when the room gets quiet like that in the room and then you have to say someone has to pipe up i like being this guy that pipes up at this point in the story where i go so what'd you do right and he 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 pauses and he goes i hosed her down I love that story. And, and then uh, the girls in the room were kind of like, uh, not too cool with it. Uh, and, uh, no. and so uh, they were like, well, that must have been a great source of great embarrassment or whatever. And he's like, um, no, I was like a hero in high school. Like they, <laughs> I was like the coolest guy in high school after I told that story. Peeing on some girl in her 20s. <laughs> it's a big deal when you're a teenager, right? I guess. Yeah, not anymore though, right? No, nah, when you get to be in your 40s, you know, you get to pee on girls all the time. <laughs>
3: No big deal. It's
0: no big deal now. It's old it's old hot, Dave. It's old hot. (laughs) That old chestnut. Yeah. Anyways, this the Japanese like to make uh people that look dignified pee them their pants in public. And uh the next one on the list, 13. Did you have you had one further up, didn't you, Barney? No,
4: I got uh an eleven and
0: uh two. All right, so I'll go the next one's belly button torture, which sounds very American if I say anything. Uh, considered to be an erogenous zone, the belly button has inspired fetishists that of navel play, and they basically pierce it and plunge it, and they do all kind of stick a stick in it, and they do all kinds of stuff, and that makes them happy. I, I wish I had beca- South that. Africa. <laughs>
4: Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anyways, that's that. What's the number? What's the next one, Barney? You got the next one?
4: No, you should have uh, twelve still. You got twelve? Oh, I don't have 12
0: who Who's got twelve. Oh, oh, let's do this one. K- uh, Kills maphilia mm. is a sexual attraction to liquids entering and exiting the butt. Uh-huh. This is usually done through enemas, and like presents, there are people who prefer to give them and some who pr- prefer <laughs> to receive them. Paul, does this ring? Uh, does this uh, ring any bells or bring up any stories in your life? Nope. I don't know why, but I'm thinking about. I'm thinking it might bring up something.
3: Nope, never.
5: <laughs>
0: oh, jeez.
5: Kind of like the cock
0: and the hen, isn't it? <laughs> Every once in a while, you know, you look at your significant other and you just think, if I could only clean all the shit out of him, he would be a, uh, he would be an attractive uh, partner for me, right? Healthy. <laughs> Healthy. <laughs> Healthy. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> Anyways, that's, the, that's that one. Uh-huh. Bernie, you're up.
4: So, uh, trypsilogenia is the arousal caused by uh, someone else's, uh, else shampooing your hair.
0: Oh,
3: well, oh, Barney, you used to have the long locks, eh?
4: Yeah, yeah but nobody ever uh, used to shampoo it for me. I, I usually it was a. Did you ever go? Did you guys ever get annual. sexual
0: pleasure from going to a hairdresser and getting your hair shampooed, maybe by your cousin's wife or something? <laughs> anyone? Anyone use that? Anyone use that smock at the hairdressers just to cover up your own erection? Anyone? Just me?
2: I need a longer one.
0: <laughs> Smock's too short yeah, Just, this one's not right like, I don't know like this, is, this smock keeps hitting me in my chin <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with this smock And I always get the hair shampooed on my balls but... <laughs> Which turn things
2: up, Which, up a few notches Yeah, is a blow dry too So I'm that one
0: doesn't like... seem like a weird fetish to me at all <laughs> yeah, It seems to be right up my alley I might, I might That's like, Canadian that Canadian, that yeah. that's a Canadian fetish, that one Makes perfect sense Move on to the next one. The next one's called. Whoa,
5: whoa, champ! Settle it down, big guy. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get uh What you forgot the part that when I go in for uh, to get my eyes checked.
0: Oh, I see. You know. Days of Thunder.
5: It's you know you scratch me, I itch you back and forth.
0: Hey, so I get a nice, uh, I get a nice uh, arousal from a hair washing on my uh, uh, genitals. And you, and you you get a days of thunder eye exam yeah yeah, yeah which is like, which is good the thing is when you get an eye exam when well, my first eye exam I ever got was from an old man and I felt the same the same way <laughs> like I felt like he was making a move on me right because he 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 dims the lights he dims the lights and then they get so close to your face and I'm like this old guy seems creepy to me like I don't I don't like it at all. My first night, this old man's just like in a dark room with his face so close to your face. I'm like, do I don't like know if better? I want to see this bad, you know? What do you like better, one or two? <laughs> two, one, one? <laughs> or two. I, stop touching my number two spot. <laughs> <laughs> then <you're> number 3 <laughs> <laughs> Number three. I always thought number three was vomit, but it's not. It's no. not vomit. No, it's jism as it turns out. Four is vomit. Exactly. Forest vomit, right? What's blood then? I was asking you, Mike. Your your wound has been established to look like a vagina on your leg, and uh, correct. When you first had to stop the bleeding, did they stitch it or did they just stick a tampon in it?
2: (laughs) Well, they were out of tampons, so they decided to stitch it. Mm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That guy from Boston over there is new. He must have just walked in. (laughs) <laughs> Anyways, the next one on the list is called skimmerphobia or something. I, I can't read either. And it is the term used to describe the arousal caused by seeing or causing an accident or some other major disaster. So that's like that Cronenberg movie where they crash, where they got in car accidents and they get all horny from it. Oh, yeah. And they get in car accidents on purpose and bang and stuff. Do you yeah. think
2: that's what that guy in the plane was doing from uh, Deutsches Heim?
0: Well, I think if he did that, that he really was in, into like, uh, uh, like the autoerotic asphyxiation kind of thing. Like, yeah, but he took it to the so to the. You yeah, uh, went real crazy. Yeah, the in excess
2: uh, part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like uh, the who is the guy that played uh,
0: Hutchins or uh yeah, David Ham- Carradine? David Carradine. David Carradine from Kung oh, Fu. Yeah, Kung he, Fu, yes. He, he hung himself. Killed Bill. It. This one I find is really good. It's called Pheromone Parties. This is a fetish, and I, and I'm pretty sure it's out of the United States of America. And it says, pheromone party is an alternative to online dating for L.A. people, so people in Los Angeles. Participants wear the same clothes for three days straight, put them into a numbered plastic bag unwashed for other participants to sniff. They will choose their partners anonymously, anonymously based on their scent. It is advisable that you do not wear perfumes. Nobody will ever choose your bag because you smelled too pleasant. They don't want you a small. Uh, they like, want a nice natural musk. They want a musk. Maybe a Brobant musk. I
2: was, uh, I was thinking that, Pete.
0: Maybe. <laughs> Maybe this is a good time to announce our new sponsor, Brobant Musk. <laughs> 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 We've been in, in negotiations for for probably a month now. Quite a with bit. With yes. Brobant Musk. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we think they're going to be a great addition to our team. Brobant Musk <laughs> is the musk of Live from the Dutch Hall. And I'm going to come right out and announce it. Brobant Musk, the Musk of life from the Dutch Hall. And we need a sound effect. Betcha Eves Van Dyke wears Brobant. Yeah.
2: I was talking to Eves the other day. I was uh, texting. And he uh, was telling me he was on uh, Pete's podcast site, live from the Dutch Hall, using Amazon. And oh, uh, ordering some Brobant Musk
0: <laughs> because he had ran out
2: and the ladies were running dry.
1: You can get that on Amazon. Yes.
0: Excellent. Brobant Musk. On Amazon, it's thick and robust. <laughs> it's made, I think, it's part part diesel fuel, part rye whiskey, and part uh, jet fuel, is what it's made from. I think burnt tires and no, 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 no. no, no, no well. ball sweat. No, yeah, no. It originally stemmed from the idea behind Robot Musk was taking the drippings from my brother Paul, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> trying to capture I the power that. that he has over the the opposite sex because I've seen the magic of my brother who's obviously less attractive than me, but has way better luck with the women <laughs> than I do. And it's the BroBot Musk. So we've tried to recreate it through uh, milking the adrenal gland of a Brahma bull and mixing it with diesel fuel and rye whiskey. And it's uh, it's the closest we could come at BroBot Musk. And so the way that I've tried to profit from this show, Life in the Dutch Hall, is creating the scent of my brother Paul. Next on the list is uh, is Mike. Mike, you up?
2: Yeah, sure. Uh if uh, this tornado is up your sexual alley, you may actually be, actually have lillusophilia.
0: Lillusophilia are people that get horny from tornadoes. Tornadoes. Oh. Which I would assume would come from uh, trailer parks in the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh,
1: also
2: wizards.
0: Yeah. It probably happened one time when you got um, blown by a cheerleader during a tornado.
2: I got number uh, six as well. It's called Pony Play. Pony Play, a kink revolving around non-sexual role-playing of horses and their handlers. They say they're just horsing around, (laughs) using body language and costumes to become animals. Pony Players can do any slash all of the following training types. They can cart horses, ride horses, or show horses. It's a real treat.
0: No, I don't understand that. If you're not, if it's non-sexual, then what are you, what are you doing? Like,
2: it's, what like are you, it's like a show. It sounds like it's a, you know, those dog shows. It's like a pony show.
0: Dave, have you ever put a saddle on and had uh, your your lovely wife just give you a ride around the living room? No. Like we go bareback? <laughs> oh, oh, a real cowboy. <laughs> yeah, I imagine you would buck too. They probably just tie up like a just like a bull, like They tie your genitals up, right? They really make you an ornery. <laughs> kick you right off. This one is called uh colorophilia. Mm. It's always ophelia, I think. Yeah. It's a strong sexual attraction to clowns, mimes and jesters. Men and women of all ages, orientations and so- sh- social status S- yeah, share social status. <laughs> the Chicago, Chicago you're out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Anyways, the clowns And they have a picture of Elaine Bennis Getting banged by a clown From Seinfeld (laughs) Yes, they do Yeah Which who I think is a very attractive woman I I find her to be very attractive It's weird, she's into that Yeah I hate
1: clowns
0: (laughs) Do you have one to read, Dave? I do have one, yeah Uh, It
1: says, ladies Get yourselves an emetophile They just love being around vomit Guaranteed
0: (laughs) Mm. Vomit, what country do you think that's from?
5: Nine, 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 (laughs) nine
0: That's a strong guess. That is a strong guess. <laughs> it,
1: does see, it does seem pretty weird.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, I would say and we had a we we got a new German listener this week too. Hey, Germany's my um like this show. My my fourth my fourth largest market is Germany. Oh really? Yeah, fourth largest market. Hot market. Hot the Germans, hot, like me and Hasselhoff. Hmm. And this one is called uh, Atasa, Sinophilia, which means you're attracted to the thought of risk of being killed. It also, if you, it also is a, uh, this ferrophilia may also cover those who are into a autoerotic asphyxiation, which we covered. Yes. yes, Caridine and in excess guy. Barney, you got one?
4: (laughs) Yeah, I got one. Uh, Uh, it's a bondage fetish where one person uses another as a piece of furniture. The participant is usually tightly bound and expected to remain immobile for extended periods of time, acting as a table, a chair, a clothing rack, or an object.
0: I would think this would be a fetish of the Illuminati, is what I would think. The ultra-rich that would just uh, take people and make them to be like objects like that. (laughs) Would the woman like, or would the object like being an object, though, too? Is that part of it, I would think? It's got to. There's got to be a willing participant on the other end, right? No,
5: just paycheck, pa-
4: yeah, yeah. Yeah, paycheck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a fetish of the person me. that's probably making an act, not the. Uh, well, maybe,
0: no. Is there any that haven't been read yet? I don't
4: know.
0: So we have the drum roll for the number one one. Oh. All right. All right. This is it. Drum roll. Where we got it here. The drum roll is. This fetish comes from the country of the Philippines. The most kinkiest and weirdest fetish in the, all of the world right. comes from the Philippines. No. And this is what you do. There's, there's a 57% chance that the penis of a Filipino sailor looks like a bean pod.
1: <laughs> the
0: reason is the plastic balls in their penis. They insert them via, via small incisions in the skin in order to satisfy their sexual partner, So what they do is they make little small incisions into their penis and they shove a little ball in there. And then they do it again in another part and they, until their uh, shaft of their penis is filled with little balls.
2: Like a ribbed condom. Yeah,
0: which makes it ribbed for their pleasure. It makes it uh, like a little bumpy entry. And like it's uh, like a like a rumble strip.
4: <laughs> like a rumble. Sounds really unpleasant.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just in yeah, case you, you fall Dave, asleep. <laughs> I don't think it would. I don't think that uh, the the ladies would say that. Maybe Dave. Like they probably would like it.
1: Yeah, there must be a reason they're doing it.
0: Well, uh, I think if you're a lady at home and you've ever been with a Filipino sailor, if you could just give me an email at lifefromthedutchhall@gmail.com. Clear things up. And we can clear things up because I've never I've never even known a person that's banged a Filipino sailor before. And so if you'd like if you're one of the people listening to my show and you just happen to fit that description you, you can't you can't wait reach out to me give me some feedback and let me know what it's like maybe it's good for your pleasure for him too I don't know if you're a Filipino sailor give me some uh, testimonials we've got some listeners from the Philippines in the past Maybe this is the time that we nice get people. we figure it out. Maybe b- by this time next year, Dave, you're going to have a bunch of incisions and little balls put in your penis.
5: <laughs> I was going to say, Dave's not allowed to uh, write back to the show on this one either.
0: <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Son of a bitch. So, guys, that's uh, that was the that was the game of the show. Do you guys want to do want you guys want to do anything else? Do you want to do one more thing or? I did this thing once. It's a Throwback Thursday. Okay, this is something I've, that I've had forever. Oh, good. And uh, they call this—they do these things on Twitter called Throwback Thursdays. And we're doing an old school Dutch hall oh, show. Nice. I thought I'd go even more old school. I found that, oh, they have a picture of the uh, genitals from a Filipino sailor. Oh, uh, Dave just sure. may have brought that up. See, I don't understand why hey, the video.
2: That's actually Oh, Dave. my God. That's how he got oh, it so quick. It's actually Dave. I thought that Dave. was a selfie. It doesn't look like yeah.
0: a. I thought they would all run that's in a straight line is. down the shaft of the penis. But if you look at that picture. It... I
3: don't think that guy got, got it shot. right. Yeah. It's shy.
5: supposed to go that way. But oh. Dave screwed up with the progress. <laughs> yeah. It looked
0: like polka dot in it. It was but not all... in line at all. Dude. No, he just he just peppered it with little balls. It looked
2: like a cereal ball, Captain Crunch.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> corn pot. corn, corn pot.
0: Yeah, it was it was Ugh. unpleasant. It's unpleasant.
5: <laughs> so
0: I was gonna say, Throwback Thursday. I found this thing when I was going through my notes, and when I, I when I'm going through the, the, my week to think what I'm going to do on this stupid thing, um, I look at I have a book and I and I write little notes in it, and I found this old notebook because I was looking for paper, and in this old notebook I found something I wrote when I was 20 years old. The 20 year old Pete Van Dyke wrote this thing, and uh, I remember the only time I ever read it was to my mother, and a friend of mine from university. I was driving, uh, we were, my mom was driving us probably back to school or something like that. And uh, I, I just said, Mom, I read, I wrote this story. I'd like to read it to you, right? And uh, so it's from 20 years ago. This is something that uh, Pete Van Dyke thought was clever 20 years ago. Now, mind you, I've I've not, uh, I've not, I'm not the same person I was then, right? Right? So like, I I don't even really, I haven't read this really in a long time. There's more
1: gray in your beard.
0: There's more gray in my beard. I'm a different man. (laughs) So this is what I thought was good 20 years ago. All right, ready? I've never really knew. I've, I never really knew my grandpa. Most of my life, the only time I saw my grandpa was on holidays and birthdays. But when I was older and lived on my own, there came a time when my, when grandpa needed a place to live. And I was all alone, so he came to live at my place. At first, I was a little worried. He was 75 and I was in my early 20s. How could two people from totally different worlds, uh, or what could they share with one another? It didn't take long, however, before we really started to bond. We talked endlessly, endlessly, endlessly about the old country, old-time values. He taught me about character, pride, hard work, and respect. In return, gr- my grandpa learned about people my age, the problems that my generation faces today. Before long, we became so close, we were like best friends. We couldn't wait, I couldn't wait to come home so I could spend more time with my grandpa. As time went by, my grandpa's health was starting to fail, and I did what I could, but it didn't really help. Grandpa died in July of last year. He had become such a big part of my life, and I mean, it was like having a piece of me amputated. And it's refreshing to know that by moving only a few bags of mixed vegetables and spending an hour with a blow dryer, my children will be able to see their great-grandfather's face. That was a throwback throwback, uh, Thursday. Throwback Thursday.
1: I went from like a tear in my eye and a sniffle <laughs> yeah. to being completely disgusted.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was uh, what right. I thought was funny uh, when I was twenty. <laughs> it's literally I found that in a book. I, like, I haven't changed a word of it.
3: You should have burned it. <laughs> so I you haven't changed
5: a bit, Pete.
0: What? No, I haven't. I haven't grown up that much. <laughs> I haven't grown up that much. Anyways guys. Whoa, man. <laughs> so that was it. That's our show for this week, unless everybody has anything they want to add. I want to thank my friends from Boston for coming from coming in this week. I hope that we didn't offend uh, you, you guys are a little bit homophobic for uh, my my taste. We little, talked about it a bit, a a bit on the break. A little spicy, eh? Well we gotta But uh, other than that I thought you were a real a real spirited audience and oh, I we appreciate had a good time, Peter. Well, thanks a lot for coming in. I appreciate it. Thanks, Paul and Barney, for bartending today and helping me out with the show. Thank you, Charters, if you'd like to... And Mike, if you'd like to reach out uh, no to, uh, to us at LiveFromTheDutchHall uh, at gmail.com, give us some feedback. If you'd like to donate via PayPal, go on the website. Uh, you can also support our sponsors at Amazon and VG Meats. Other than, other than that, we'd like to look forward to seeing you all next week. we got a great show planned. And... Uh, we're going to go all acoustic out, boys? Yeah. Let's do it. Oh, let's do it. Cheers, everybody.